someone goes, men really have no idea how vaginas work and it's laughable. Girl, no, shut you the f- up. Read, the, read the girls and accidentally reading the actual girls. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and no genders, guys, gals and non-binary pals, welcome to Driving You Homo, the radio show podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything in the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter and all-round drag shambles, and today I'm joined in the virtual studios, not by one, by two humans, um, the questionable talent, maybe, sure, it's Nick and Dan from the 802 Podcast, hey, how are you? Hi, hello, I mean, is that, is that how you do intro now, as to slightly mildly professional podcast hosts, is that how you do an intro? Uh, well, well, I mean, uh, we, (laughs) our intro intro is a little more organic Mm. (laughs) in in that our yeah. intro can can occasionally be like you're listening to the AO2, I'm Dan, he's Nick. Yeah. And then jump straight into it. Or to eight, ten minutes in, we're still talking about something that came up during <laughs> Completely the Completely unrelated. You're and like, then, oh wait, we need to do yeah. an intro. Yeah, okay. And then Sometimes... it's like, oh yeah, eight or two. But I'm like, you clicked on the icon, you know what you're doing. So <laughs> yeah. What do I need to tell you? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometime the intros are the intro is 20 minutes deep into the conversation. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, it's oh. like, oh, hi, this way listen to. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that, was, that was a fantastic intro. I love that. I love it. It's oh great. My, Drag oh, shambles. Oh, my God. You validate me in my journey. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> we need a blue a blue tick for you right now. <laughs> I need to get a blue tick. That means I'm going to get verified. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait. I'd love to, to see it. I can't wait to get my 10,000 likes on TikTok and then become a what is it, content creator? It's going to be a thing. I'm going to get yes. upwards of six six pence. <sighs> yes, for uh, every video you... <laughs> so, um, 802, multiple questions. Yes. Who that? What that? Um, why that? Um, why did you land on the 802? So many questions. So what is the 802? <laughs> what is the 802? So the 802 is a weekly podcast hosted by me and Nick, where we discuss um, pop culture. We talk about LGBT activities of the week. We often dive into uh, the mess that you girls got yourselves into. um, And we need to sort of say straight on it a little bit. So we have that chat every single week. And then um, occasionally we have fantastic um, LGBT guests on discussing um, stuff they've done. Wayne, I know you were on it. So... If you haven't heard it, Wayne's been on it. Oh. He was there. Um, forget it. But really, it's just it's me and Nick. We have a conversation about the things we like and we're interested in and touching on issues that are currently going on in the LGBT space. Um, and then, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, and we do. We have two episodes now. You, yeah, you, I know. You have what? We, we have, so we have a, a second mini show. Oh, you have a second mini show? What's the second? Wait, what? You have so much content. Yeah. Tell me more. It's called Back of the Box. Was it back of the box? Uh, it's called back of the box. Um, it's kind of like it's like your it's like your agony, fagony, auntie of the week kind of thing. <laughs> I, I support you. Have you ever to... seen? Have you have you ever seen? You've seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, I'm aware of it. Yes. Um, if you haven't, we're like the we're like the Aunt Viv of the podcast. 
Yeah. How are you on Viv? on Viv? I mean, I see Dan is on Viv. I see Nick. Maybe Nick is. Nick is. But Jeffrey, they have two Vivians. They, they, they didn't have two <laughs> full Jeffrey vibes. Well, they have like two Vivians, true Fresh Prince of Bel. They have oh, like okay. the really the really fast one, and they change her. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I they had the really good wrong. original dark skin Aunt Viv. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had like replacement light skin Aunt Viv. Yeah. Um, okay. well, every Friday. Messy. So every, we have um, our listeners write into us and they sort of ask us questions about like what's going on in the life or stuff they want to know. Mm-hmm. And then every Friday we release the back of the bus, which is where like all the mess happens on every bus journey. So it's the back of the bus. We talk about the mess. Uh, just a, like a little quick 20 minute episode for yeah. everybody before they get into the mess of the weekend and we get more questions. Oh, that yeah. is cute. So you're giving like, you're giving full range of like emotions. Like, yeah. oh, I just, oh, I haven't, I didn't, when did you start doing that? So you, is it like, um, is it two episodes or is that like? It's, uh, yeah, so, we're, so we started that three weeks ago now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to listen back. I, I miss, I miss, I'm, I genuinely, I've been, I've been like, I, oh my god, I'm so tired, I'm so depressed. My whole life is a journey. Um, so, so why did so so you've got the eight oh two, you've got would you say mm-hmm. back it back of the bus. Back of is, the bus. Which yeah. is, is is that just on the eight oh two podcast? Yeah. So yeah. like so, if I if I go onto the eight oh two podcast, I look on the yeah. feed, I've just got the eight oh two sort of main episode, which gets delivered yeah. every Wednesday camp wonderful thank you uh so that gets delivered every Wednesday and then the back of the bus gets delivered on a Friday camp wonderful Uh, so what you do if you want to listen to the back of the bus correctly yeah if you need to know how to correctly listen you've got to you've got to load up about I'm going to say about 7 8 p.m Mm -hmm. when you're just like pouring that first drink of the weekend you might be heading out to see the girls and then you're like I got 20 minutes half an hour let's listen to some mess let's get in the mood and then we'll head out. That's the perfect time to listen to the back of the bus. That's Ooh. what we're going for. Well, I will, every time I go to, to a gig, to a show, um, when I'm booked and blessed, I will make sure to listen to the 802 to get in that sort of right frame of mind. Is that is that the yeah, vibe? Is that the vibe we're looking yeah. for? Yeah. Fully the vibe. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So why, so why, ha- okay, maybe there's some significance to the 802. <clears throat> But the name, like when you invited me to come on the editor, which I had a, a great kick here with you guys, um, I was like, what is the 802? Why is it called the 802? Is there a reason? Oh my God. Um, you know what? There is a reason. Um, I am both, so when so this podcast, 802, has been on the cards for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then I move, I move a lot, like all my friends know this. And um so I moved from London to Manchester to Liverpool. And then Dan, usually for work and stuff, has to travel to both of those destinations. Yeah. So we came up with the idea. So then we will we'll do a bit of research and we realize that there's a coach from London that leaves in, in London to Liverpool, but stops in Manchester called the 802. Get it? I don't get it. Can you explain it? Sorry, sorry. I, I have um, I have Zone One money. Uh, I live in Central London. I don't... There is there is no national express on it. I'm so sorry. Uh, so wait. So so the 802 is because from London to Manchester, Manchester to Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Dan is living in London. 
Nick, yes. you're living in in Liverpool, and so but between sometimes I'm in Manchester, and yes. sometimes you're in Manchester, and Dan sometimes yes. is living in Guatemala, and I, have, <laughs> I like what, what? What is this journey? Oh my! So like, you... basically, before we did this podcast, the eight hundred two is what would help me you. and Nick connect and like mm -hmm. see each other and hang out and have a kiki. Oh, and nice. now that we were doing this digitally, we were like, what's what is something that is specifically about us? that like brings us together and makes it like about Dan and Nick. And the 802 was that thing, even though I haven't taken the 802 in ages because, you know, train lines there and it's two hours as opposed to six. Right. Um, yeah. So you have but, train you know, money. You, I, you have train money yeah, and have bus money. But I didn't want to call the podcast like, what, what, the what LNER, what are they called now? <laughs> well, I, I go on trainline.com. I don't know if it's a plug. Yeah. But trainline.com, give me money because I, I also travel a lot. Um, what, what, there's, there's, yeah. Well, there's Virgin Rail and then there's there's so many. Well, it's, Avanti. it's called Avanti now. Avanti, thank you. Okay, yeah. well, like that whole thing does my whole absolute head in because I, I went to go to, I want to say it was Birmingham. And that would be yeah. correct because I was going to see um, Why She Black in Birmingham for a, a show. Yes! And yes! Yes! <laughs> I all, you live for Why She Black. I, I am also aware of her and her presence. Um, maybe yes. I'm not as enthusiastic. No, I love I love Why She. Um, so yeah, I was going up to do one of Why She Black shows and uh, I booked a ticket to go at like 5pm or whatever it was to go to the yeah. show. And I get to the train station and they're like, oh, no, you booked on this company, like Virgin or whatever, and you need to go Ugh. on this train. And that train's already gone. And I was like, wait, I'm confused. Like, I booked yeah. a ticket. It says 5 p.m. Yeah. I've come to the station. There is a train that's going to said destination at 5 p.m. What do you, would like, you know, yeah. so... The problem is that the the line from London to Birmingham is serviced by both LNER and Great... Is it Great Midlands or Great Western? I think it's Great Midlands. One of those, it's, yeah. it's changed now. It's called London Northwestern. Let's see. I can't. See, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I know. And then it's also run it's by um, Northwestern, and then it's run by Chiltern Railways as well. It's all over the place. And so that is why we should not privatise the NHS. There I said it. <laughs> it didn't work for trains. It didn't work it's for trains. For it, didn't, it did not work for trains because I am always triggered um, when I have to like go on a train journey. Um, unless it's to Edinburgh. Edinburgh I can do no problem. That seems to be like... Oh, that seems to be it. a straight shot. Like straight Love from... Um, so, Nick, you... Um, yeah. uh, I... I am a foreign. I grew up in uh, Central Australia because yeah. that is my journey. You also have what's known as an accent. Yes. Question. Not the thing over letters. Not that thing over letters. An accent. Oh no no no! Not not like a <laughs> not, not like a German umlaut. No no no! None of that. <laughs> Get out right now! I'm leaving the podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> What, don't you like a German umlaut? Everyone lives. Oh, I love it. Ich liebe dich. Mm, um, every single time, every time you, you think you, the word German comes up, all I think is this. What do you buy? What do you buy? It's biting the pillow. It's the yoga mat. <laughs> oh, honey, you have a yoga mat? That is yes. a, full, that is a full journey. I, <laughs> I support it. She's a millennial. <laughs> is that like your... 
<laughs> is that since quarantine, since lockdown, you're like, I'm going to do yoga because gay. Yeah. Is that like, yes. I mean, yes. well done. Dog. But of course, and, you know, lighting scented candles and a green tea. But, you know, like, I have to be careful just because I don't want to be like Brittany because she blew her gym down with scented <gasps> candles. There so we won't want that now, would we? <laughs> well, that and the gender reveal. Did you see that gender reveal a couple Ooh, of last week or something? Man. Why are we Why are we setting fire to a half of California right. to let everyone know that our baby has might have a penis? Yeah, what is that Con- thing that people are doing? Congratulations! Right. This, 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 this is my thing. The child has genitals. Well, well, we spoke. We spoke about this recently. Me and Danny, we did spoke about. We spoke about this gender review thing. But did you? But a bit off topic. Did you see? In Dubai, the, the the couple that paid um all the money for that tall tower in Dubai to say it's a boy. No, they paid over two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars. Okay, I mean some people have. They like... let everyone know that their child has a. Is that, it, yes, yes. It, it's so strange. Why do you want? Why did we need to know this? Why I'm not your doctor. Why do I need to understand the genitals of your child? Okay, just just shit it out. And then look, look, baby, and I'll be like, "Congratulations, baby!" It's a yeah. congratulations. It's a baby. Well done. <laughs> you did it. You congratulations. Had it You've had a baby. Well done. Congratulations. It's a buff. <laughs> it's a buff. Oh, Nick, you're the definition of extra. I can't. Oh. Oh, but like I, I've never, I've never really fully like understood. Like I, I am on the same journey as you, Dan. I don't understand those gender reveals. I just, they don't make sense to me. Um, and also, I think Adele said her best when she said, "I think we should just set fire to the rain." Um, and that's that's uh, that's what I'm gonna I say. I think actually, I think um, you you mispronounced the name of that song. Um, Nick, you remember how Adele actually pronounces it now after Carnival? <laughs> yes, we know. Me have to set fire for Pondy Rain. <laughs> because we're because we're because uh, we've mentioned um, Adele, and oh, I could hear I could hear my door beeping. I think I have a delivery. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna like Ooh. hope it. I'm gonna hope it just. Oh, it stopped. Oh, okay. Um, so I might have to go if it beeps again. Now I like run back because yeah. professional. Um, uh, we're not. We're not live, are we? I'm sure. No. Oh we're god, no. Live. We're not. We're not live. But also, I don't. I don't want to edit. Like there is. <laughs> I like, mean, you're gonna have to edit out the conversation about your doorbell ringing anyway, unless this is quality uh, listening. Uh, am I? Am I? <laughs> but, I mean, but, like, Daniel, come on, Daniel, Daniel, don't edit a lot of my shit out. I'm like, thank you, Daniel. Just left me. Under the bus for the angels to roll over me. Yeah, I mean, I there are moments where I'm like, I'm gonna edit this and it's gonna be professional, and it's gonna be nice and slick, and there are moments where I'm like, I have irritable bowel syndrome and I'm tired and I'm grumpy. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. So Adele, we mentioned Adele. Did yes. you? I and I have feelings. Actually, I don't really have feelings. I'm pretty indifferent. Um, but like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost the feelings. Uh, I've had some Botox. It's great. Um, no, so um, Adele went to uh, Nottingham. No, not Nottingham. Uh, what is it? Where, New- Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Yeah, there we go. She went to. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm aware of things. I'm cultural. I'm relevant. Um, she went to Notting Hill Carnival, which is a celebration of uh, Afro Caribbean culture. 
traditionally, I think. Is that, am I saying mm. that right? Am I? Yeah, so Carnival, Nottingham Car Carnival is, it's specifically a celebration of Caribbean and West Indian culture that takes place every year in yeah, London. Yeah, because like... It's, sort of, it's expanded out to just encapsulate sort of all of Black. Yeah, because when I think of Carnival, I think of like my instant thinking from the Australian perspective is um, going to like Rio de Janeiro and looking at carnivals like um, in, in Sao Paulo and like Rio de Janeiro. That's the mm -hmm. carnival I think of when I, when I lived in Australia, then I moved here yeah. and then I saw carnival in, I went to a carnival in Brixton and one in like yeah. Dalston. Um, I haven't been to the Notting Hill one, but um, then it sort of opened my eyes that there can be different interpretations yeah. or different variations which, of which is what it means to be carnival. Which is interesting, yeah, because I, well, as you were saying earlier, like, I grew up in Trinidad and stuff, and Trinidad is, like, known, it's basically the carnival central. Yeah. So, so the, the, the carnival that you see over at Nothing Hill is influenced from Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, mm -hmm. those are the places where the, um, the influence comes from. So when you see the pretty costumes and the masks and all those stuff. Um, have you ever seen, have you seen the video for Nicki Minaj, Pound the Alarm, when she goes back home to Trinidad? Uh, no, I don't support Nicki Minaj. Um, I, oh, I bye! <laughs> so, Nick, Nick, Nick. Oh, thank, thank goodness. Cancel. <laughs> sorry, sorry, who is? Sorry, who is? Who is? Uh, Nicola was it? If Nicola? you remember, if you remember, um, the Monet Exchange fake out death drop. Yeah. Oh, Just think that, of that song. Yeah, yeah, that oh, one. Okay, yeah. I know Monet that. Exchange. Yeah, okay, so the Monet Exchange lip sync song by Nicholas. <laughs> was it Nicola Minaj? <laughs> it's Nicholas Minajay, but everyone says it wrong. So yeah, okay. Uh. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I am leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, pound the alarm. Yes, I've seen, I've seen the video. Go on. Right, so, um, so when the costume she was wearing and stuff um from that's part of the trinidad carnival mm. so um that was where the whole thing because because when i when i um when i was younger mm. growing up i always knew that i always saw carnivals only in one place because a lot of like people from america all over the world come to trinidad every single year for carnival yeah. so i always thought there was one then as i got older i realized that there's berlin carnival there is um notting hill in london and then there is um not the normal uh, mad Gras. In yeah. Brazil, but I know, but which is which is fit, which is familiar, which is similar. But Trinidad and Barbados, Jamaica, they there is a lot of a lot of walking up, as you say. Walking up is like a it's like it's like twerking, but a little more a little more dirty. Er. Okay, I, I I feel like I I feel like you said words and phrases <laughs> which I, which I support. <laughs> so walking up. Yeah, like walking. So What's, W U K. Yeah. So walking up. So walking up is like it's like it's like when you when you see like the girls dancing on the floor and it's like proper like moving their bodies and I awesome ways. I love a nice like a wop dance. I enjoy a nice. <laughs> I enjoy. Is that where that started from? Because I've seen a lot of. Um, I think it. I I don't know if it's African or Caribbean, but like those like. Um, uh, those women that just get down and it's not a slut drop and it's not a uh, twerk but it's like their ass is almost or their butt is yeah almost yeah, disconnected from their body <laughs> and you're like yeah. how, how is this moving and how is this 
So like, I guess these, these are the girls. Yeah, we we yeah. taught from a very young age how to walk up and dance and pasa pasa, and it's just kind of the influence. And even even to this day, that's how I make money. Oh, I see that for you. I see that for you. <laughs> I'm sure you have a beautiful. Uh, why? Why? Wow! I'm so white. Um, what? We're, we're what? Just, Ooh, I'm translucent. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I, yeah, it's like oh what 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 okay um uh, so we, I feel like like every time I say wagwan I'm like oh, I don't know if I feel like I should I feel weird when I at say least it. at least you know at least you're not, you're you're not as bad as Jesse from Little Mix. Valiente. <laughs> I live Terrible. for that. I live for that. Uh, that is, she is like, she is iconic. I, I live for that. Um, so um, we we sidetrack slightly, but not really, because we're talking about cultural appropriation and cultural um, appreciation, and we're talking about um, carnival, and we're talking about Adele, and yeah. Adele uh, wore was it the Jamaican flag. Yeah, yeah, so the, she was yeah, wearing the yeah, Jamaican yeah. flag bikini and then she had the like yellow feathers behind her and then her hair was in bantu knots. Yeah. So as a cis white woman from the UK, are we fine as someone from the Caribbean? So Nick, you're from Trinidad, um, mm -hmm. and you're both beautiful POCs. Um, so do we feel you individually personally do you feel that this is appropriation appreciation are you fine with it are you disgusted with it like what's the vibe there you want to go first then <laughs> sure um so i for this one i i said this on the show but basically i found this so absurdly funny mm -hmm. that i like i really wasn't annoyed by it at all yeah but same. i was i fully understand why people would be and like i think those that reaction is also valid for me it doesn't fall under appropriation because i don't think at any point adele was taking credit for this being something that she had created or that was like guys i've just discovered this brand new hairstyle that no one's done before and you just tie your hair up in knots and it looks really cool and like that's that's really where like appropriation comes into it so mm like you've got people like the kardashians and everybody who like take take elements of blackness put it on themselves are celebrated for it and then don't connect that back to like who was the creator and who is who was the, like the what community it came from whereas with adele because it was so specifically carnival mm. and mm -hmm. like anybody who has an awareness of what carnival is will like at least on the base of understand that this is a black event and it celebrates blackness and it celebrates history from uh, Caribbean communities and yeah. mm -hmm. uh, people who like have moved from the Caribbean to the UK and to wherever carnivals take place. Yeah. Um, it was silly and I don't suggest any random girl, a random white girl, put her hair in bantu knots and wear a Jamaican bikini and go to carnival and expect to not be questioned on it. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say, unless you're Adele and you're doing this in like someone's backyard don't do this um but yeah i don't think i don't think she was crossing the line into like taking credit for it and yeah pretending to be a creator of these things i did see someone yeah. on tiktok that was very um when they were that when they saw that they were like they they did a rundown of adele's history in terms of like um acknowledging mm -hmm. black 
excellence and like going like like the fact that she like when she won her um was it like academy award or like grammy or whatever she uh, won grammy and, and, album and then she's you. like i don't deserve this beyonce deserves this and you're like yeah. like this is a this is an excellent human i mean like, adele is chapter president of the london hive okay we have to report into Adele with our Beyonce fans and like she yeah. runs the shit over here. Yeah. Sorry, I keep swearing. I'm no, shit is fine. <laughs> but also, um, like, I if Adele yeah. like walked up on like was like, oh hey Wayne, I'd be like, huh, like, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't like. I mean, same for Beyonce. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. say something controversial yet brave. If because... you're gonna call Beyonce, I would just suggest you don't do it. Okay, so uh... <laughs> we don't have it forever on this show, and we've got. <laughs> to get to and i will keep going <laughs> okay so i love validate and support and acknowledge beyonce as a human and a beautiful fantastic creation. End, 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 end of sentence, sentence. <laughs> I, I i was fortunate enough to go and see her live show um i think two or three years ago maybe three years ago now and mm -hmm. it was at the o2 and it's not a testament of beyonce i think it's more those sort of live arena huge arena situations because beyonce is a phenomenal performer she's a phenomenal singer she's a great entertainer mm -hmm. but i sitting in the o2 trying to look at what was essentially an ad on as like a, a like a platform because she was so far away i was like i'm losing that sort of energy that vibe that she yeah. creates and i'm essentially having to continually look at the big like um plasma screen to see what she's actually do what mm. she's actually doing so it wasn't like i love beyonce obviously because i bought tickets to go see the show but um i just i, I uh, you know what i mean yeah great right. okay <laughs> you're like oh so dan uh do you, do you like beyonce <laughs> is, is that um, <laughs> potentially <laughs> <laughs> okay, <you> just... <laughs> um, so... just like I, I keep it cute and thingy and then and then Beyonce's name's brought up and, and I become feelings. a completely different person and yeah I mean I support you in that journey do you so like so you so you openly admit that you have a like a fandom like you go crazy for Beyonce like be oh, the media um, Nick, do you, is is that like we we had that moment with Nicki Minaj? Do you have someone uh, that you vibe with in the same way that Dan has for Beyonce? Oh yeah, definitely Rihanna and Dua Lipa. There's a, there's a, there's a, I like I like I love Beyonce. Dan knows it for us. Where's but... Where's Rihanna from? Is she from? Trinidad as well. She's from Barbados. Barbados. Yeah. Sorry. She's like from an island right next door. Yeah. So. Beyonce for me is like the queen, but when it comes to like the the the, the pop girls that are not on her level, yeah. and like the like Rihanna and Dua Lipa. Sam, don't give me that face, because I was slagging her off. No, <laughs> I, I, was, no. I, I thought we did it acceptable. So I think I okay, oh, okay. I I have I have. Well, he killed me. <laughs> I ha I have a I have a interesting question because yeah. I would say one of those performers that was mentioned Beyonce and Rihanna and Dua Lipa actually the three of them I would say of the three of them one of them is a diva the other two are not I think all three of them are phenomenal performers however I think the title of diva is a very I think it's a difficult one to sort of master yeah. mm. are we are we using diva in the uh, complimentary gay way 
or in the sort of misogynistic way? Well, I am not a misogynist. I love ladies. I <laughs> uh women are great uh so um in in a gay way so i say winnie houston diva diva uh Mm -hmm. diana ross diva britney spears Mm. a human that is singing currently okay not not a not a diva not not a not a not a diva so Wayne, you cannot be so loud. The gays are going to come for us. Christina you know Agu- how they are. Christina, Agu- <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Diva. Not a diva. I don't think oh. she's a diva. I think they're, they're all phenomenal. I, I'm going to have to agree with Wayne. I don't think Christina Aguilera has hit diva. Yeah. I, I just don't think it has. But I, I would say also, I kind of agree with you that if you add, like, Dua Lipa's fresh, like, she's new. She's cute, like she's not even in the contention. Yeah. Rihanna and Beyonce, I think if Rihanna had kept going music wise, she probably would be considered like up there. But because but because she's she's always really been like a a sales machine. Hmm. Like Rihanna can just sell music real easy and like the music is good and you listen to it. She's not really been like that sort of performer, really, like like massively whereas Beyonce's always been about the performance mm-hmm. and like the tour and doing it live and like that's mm-hmm. the kill thing and I think that's kind of where the diva thing comes in and also like Rihanna's not really had like a that big like scandal essentially mm-hmm. I mean the only scandal that I can think of that she's had has been the one that's negative toward her rather than positive yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I I see when I think of diva ship I think of a strong woman owning her moment and mm-hmm. maybe maybe at times being an underdog or maybe at times having sort of like yeah. a sort of like britney spears having a troubled past or having a troubled moment but then like rising from the ashes and yeah. owning it and then like but then also i don't think britney's a diva either like there's something yeah there, there's something about the diva ship so i say beyonce fully a diva rihanna yeah a phenomenal performer great artists and great human more more likely um mm-hmm. but not a diva yeah mm. yeah because i, I think, think if you gave people a list to do this like everyone would come up with a different answer i think oh, you can all disagree that mariah carey is the diva the, uh, like quintessential like because and then we'll argue over everybody else <laughs> layers down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think i think there's like two different there's beyonce divas and then there's like mariah divas i think there are like similar vibes but like one one's a quiet assassin and one's loud and in your face and like will like tell you how it is um yeah speaking of loud and in your face nick yes <laughs> you're loud and in my face <laughs> <laughs> so so we were saying earlier so like you so you guys met nick and dan you both met in in london but then yeah. nick, nick you moved to you said manchester or Liverpool yeah, yeah, yeah. or like yeah. what was no, the... I, I moved to Manchester because um I genuinely couldn't I, I couldn't afford to live in London anymore mm. at that time because I was um I was I was chasing my journalism career like I was working for a radio station I was working for gay times mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of stuff and um it just wasn't it just wasn't going my way and yeah. I feel like because the the um the industry pool the media pool was very limited and 
you had to either know someone to know someone to get into into it or you have to work extremely hard yeah. and because i had this idea that i have that i could just know people and it'll gonna work it, i, I kind of backfired and i kind of had to realize right maybe i should just take myself out of london move away to a cheaper place and start a better life and it worked mm-hmm. and um, then from there i moved from manchester to glasgow for about two years of working for um uh, uh another coach service which is pretty decent and then I moved back to Manchester and then I came to uni in Liverpool. Can I ask a question about um, how yes. you, how being a POC in Glasgow was for you? Because I did Edinburgh Fringe uh, last year. I think it happened the year before last. And I yeah. have a friend of mine whose name is Sakisa. She's a phenomenal comedian. And yeah. uh, we were performing and she's a person of colour. And she was getting a lots of looks and stares and this is during edinburgh fringe when like the whole of the uk yeah. sort of descends on edinburgh so yeah you know everyone's from all over the place and she but she was still getting stares and like judgment positive mm-hmm. and negative i guess i I, yeah. I haven't really asked her to be honest i should do but um she would get those like those like oh a person of color like they're not usually yeah. around these areas. Did you find that, like, in Glasgow, did you find those moments happening or were you yeah. fine? Um, it, there are, there, what was interesting, there was, like, um, a few times where it did happen. There was one, to my, one of my first weekends there. Um, I think I, I went to, like, a night, a night call with my friends mm-hmm. and um, I got, like, I got, like, pulled over and so by security and I got checked and whatever, which is fine, no standard checks. And then, like, I went to the bar and um, there was only two other guys of color in there. And mm. about after 20 minutes, I just put my first drink. The bartender came to me and said, I think you're selling drugs and we need to escort you out the building. So, I can't. Why do people- And I was like, I was like, no, I generally was just buying a drink. He's like, well, you know, and then I went outside and I was like, well, my friends, my friends were leaving as well. Cause I was like, when I want to stay. And at that time, I could have, I think it because I was so, I was, when stuff like that happened, mm. it kind of puts you in a place where you don't want to speak out about it or you don't want to talk about it because yeah. it's like, it's kind of embarrassing at the same time because it's like, you have to, not, you have to also defend yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you just want night to end. So you just go along with your friends and be like, oh, we'll find somewhere else. But you know, but you're, you're already been vindicated. Mm-hmm. That because you don't want to make it a, a fuss, you just yeah. up and leave. I, so you're I like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I had a similar vibe. Um, I guess almost identical, really. Um, yeah. Is I was in London and I was going out with friends, all of them POC, and we were going to a predominantly POC event, like a night that yeah. was predominantly, um, you know, black folk getting uh, yeah. getting drunk and having fun, and. I was coming with my friends and I supported them and I wanted to go to the night and I get there and the bouncer just went, you don't fit. Um, you don't belong. You like get out essentially. And I was like, there are, there are moments where people sometimes in the world don't understand that it's okay to be different or like not mm-hmm. look the same as someone else and still be connected to those like, and they were just like, oh, you Also, I was like, real tea. This was a very straight club. And I looked mm-hmm. very gay. And they were just, I, I think it was more 
less the fact that I was white and more the fact that I was like openly queer that they had the issue yeah. with. But like, um, yeah. it's it's when, so... you, when you said that story, yeah, I was I was in, um, I was, like happy that you cleared that bit up because I was like, if this was a gay event. It oh no no no! Like, gay, like, a, gay event, a gay black event. You're very like you would not get. Yeah not yeah. I go. I yeah. Every year, not first... being let into a, a straight black event because you're visibly queer. That's that's an experience that yeah. I think all of us well, had at one point. Do, do you find? Definitely. Do you find? Because I I come from a, a coming out story. Um, I I come from a very rural uh, Australian small town vibe. So mm -hmm. my coming out story was pretty it was fine um mildly traumatic but like let's you know hide that in, in into a basket and never talk about it again um but yeah. you you guys um i've talked to a few of my friends who are poc and queer um and they i guess have a similar story or similar storylines um in terms of my coming up from a small community um and the um the POC expectations, like the expectation of a, a black mother on their son kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Did you guys, yeah. um, did you guys, when you're coming out stories, did you, um, were you met with that kind of drama, I guess? Um, I, I know I did. Um, I, cause I grew up in, um, I've said this, I was speaking about this just the other day. Um, I grew up in a very, um, very, rural community as well, as well um religion was a big thing and um i knew i i, I unfortunately i didn't have a coming out story i was kind of like outed mm -hmm. and um it was very and even though i lived in a very complex um, atmosphere because i had religion on one side a society on the other side and then mm -hmm. i had like people saying you know just a general um just general assholes really yeah. and um um i i think i think dan he knows this for, uh, for, a fact i think um it's it's how do i say this like when you're coming out like where in a place that isn't accept ac accepting you as a person mm -hmm. it really does change the way you view a lot of things and you know and i didn't have the support i do now mm -hmm. back then and um and now look at me i'm a raging oh, drag queen oh. Did you say raging almost drag queen? Yes, yes. Love that. Almost, Love it. I mean, I support, drag queen. I, I support you in your journey. If you need makeup tips, don't ask me. Listen, Wayne, I said to you, driving you home is going to dress up me and Dan. I, I promised, and I, said, and I said I would, and I said I can't be. Very uh, serious question here, Wayne. Mm -hmm. Very serious question. Yes. Which one of me and Nick is going to look better in drag? It oh. well, okay, I guess it depends on who is painting whose face and how they're painting. But I could see both of you looking beautiful. Mm. Oh, what a BBC answer. I mean, I have worked on the BBC, so... Um, Oh, oh wait! Oh, okay. Lost okay, Nick. Nick's having a moment. She's she's so booked and blessed that she can't even have a like <laughs> a a normal like mainstream interview with like. Oh, okay. Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh. Sorry. Are you okay, Nick? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just my uh, my friend Hannah just came to see because she heard me shout and she's like, "Are you okay?" 
<laughs> oh, we're like you emotionally going through it, just like I just want to make sure you're okay. I know. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. Oh, I wish I had. Oh, a, I wish I had a hat. <laughs> I wish uh, I had. She's a... like, why? Why are you screaming? Are you okay? And I was like, no, it's just gay talk. Just gay. <laughs> just gay. Um, oh, I mean, um, you were saying uh, gay talk. Um, uh, oh no, I was going to talk about your Twitter drama, but um, oh god, I just, like, when did we not have Twitter drama? Well, I just like I think gay speech and gay lingo and like yeah, like the way we talk. Um, with each other can sometimes be what well, like any culture I think I think any cultural group when someone doesn't know those words so like when you said walking up I didn't yeah. know what that meant and you yeah, educated yeah. me on that word whereas yeah. that phrase whereas um, there are gay lingo and the gay terms and stuff that we will say online yeah. and then some yeah. people will be like I don't understand this, but I don't want to know, yeah. and I'm going to be angry yeah. because oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, which is re- which is really funny you should say that because I actually unfriended some people from Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it was like, as a gay man, I feel like you, you, you. <laughs> he was just saying that gay guys using the word wet, wet ass pussy is taking away from the construct of black woman yada yada i was like no that is not what it says we are supporting a song why can i not why can i not sing wet ass pussy i might not have a wet ass pussy or not mm-hmm. who knows you can find the next episode of driving you homo but you know <laughs> i mean no we're so like that it, it's an interesting one like dan are you okay yeah are you okay yeah he just kills me he just kills me what how he says me. things yes you <laughs> what is he is he living in his truth is he owning his fantasy is you can he like... find out if he's got a wet ass pussy on the next episode of driving you homo is ridiculous thing to say <laughs> <laughs> god i love him well so, someone has to so 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 nick nick you're loved by dan by hannah you have yes. you have upwards of two people who adore your human presence and I yeah. am also. And then gay. I have boobs on the TV. Look at breasts. Oh, uh, uh, you have breasts. Oh, that's... <laughs> and breasts. <laughs> you are. You are a magical human. Uh, uh, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking of magical humans, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be aware um, there is a television show which has talented people on it from all of Britain. And sometimes they are Ooh. great. I think that's. Let's get into this tea. Uh, what? Sorry, what? What's the tea? What? what Let me you... just get into this tea real quick. Hold on. Wait. Uh, okay. Okay. So Nick, Dan, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Nick knows the answer, or like knows where I'm going with this. So um, yes. there is a, a dance troupe, dance group, dance ensemble mm. uh, called diversity and diversity were i yeah in the finals semi-finals i think of britain's got talent and they yeah. did a very powerful move message movement dance choreographed routine to mm-hmm. uh uh highlight and uh acknowledge and respect uh the black lives matter movement and it was quite powerful and mm-hmm. 
after that was aired on television, Ofcom, the governing body for complaints in the UK, mm-hmm. received upwards of 10,000 complaints based on their routine. Thoughts, mm-hmm. feelings, emotions about this? Who wants to go first? Who feels strongly? Dan. I know Dan's <laughs> going to have a lot to say. I know I have a lot to uh, say, but I know, I know he's going to have a lot to say. So you can go yes. first. <laughs> um, so I'm neither um, surprised no. or disappointed um, in the response to this because, and I think this is an interesting, interesting thing to see is that Ofcom received 10,000 complaints because diversity got down on one knee and raised their fists up, which is essentially just saying that like police brutality is something that we do not accept for ourselves or for our community or for our entire country. Uh It should be a message that absolutely everybody agrees with is that the people who are there to protect and serve you should protect you. They should not be that you should not fear for your life. If the police are in presence, you should not fear that you are going to be affected more negatively than anybody else because of your skin color which is not something you were able to choose that is a message that everyone should get on board with because the better police force that we have to black people and minorities the better police force we have for absolutely everybody because the if you treat the most disaffected people with the highest level of respect that trickles upwards and always has done and always will do so that should not be a message that anybody has an issue with black lives matter which just says Black Lives Matter. It doesn't say Black Lives are the only ones that matter. It doesn't say White Lives don't matter. It just says Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and have always mattered and should always matter. And that should be reflected in policy and practice. Yeah. That's just, that's the message. Yeah. Fairly simple, fairly easy to realize. Ofcom receiving 10,000 complaints because diversity got on one knee and raised their fists in the air. Doesn't surprise me at all because as a person of color who has grown up in England, and I grew up in Norfolk, so rural England, rural white England, I fully understand and am aware of the level of racism that exists within this country. The moment, so Ofcom getting 10,000 complaints, I was like, yes, of course it did. Of course it did, because this country to its core is racist and have issues with race. And there are decent, lovely people who are racist, and there are awful people who are racist. And the moment the bit that annoyed me was the the level of like shock and and, and oh my god can you imagine that ten thousand people complained about this and oh my god like this isn't the country i grew up in and it's like the only thing you're saying when you say that and i know it's well-intentioned and i know people are just like trying to show their support but what you're actually saying is that you have at no point between the time you fell out of your mother or were taken out by a c-section or however it happened for you and now at no point have you listened to the experiences of people of color mm. to the point where you are no you are equally as unsurprised as we are when this happens yeah it is so when like when the brexit vote happened and when like the tories won and all of this stuff and all of this that's essentially racially coded and has is based on people's fear of immigrants and fear of their communities being destroyed and their like whiteness not being as powerful as it used to be all of that, none of that is shocking to somebody who grows up in this country and experiences that on a daily basis. So Ofcom receiving 10,000 complaints, not not shocked, not surprised. It is in the DNA of the UK, specifically the DNA of England, for that to be the case uh-huh. and for that to have happened. And like the only the only way that changes is if more people 
engage and experience, engage and have experiences with people of color mm -hmm. and specifically black people. There are obviously issues for like Asian communities and other mm -hmm. um, minority ethnic communities within the country, but for this one, it's specifically black people. Yeah. yeah. Because we know like London is the most diverse city in this country and one of the most diverse cities in the world. Tame. And London has the greatest acceptance of immigration they're like the greatest acceptance of different communities because once they once somebody becomes a part of your life and it's not just a, this scary stranger that you don't know and is out here to hurt you and to hurt your family and take everything you have once there's somebody you know and there's somebody you like it's far more easy to get that message across to somebody and for them to understand that actually black lives mattering does not negatively impact you in any type of way yeah so my wish is that people are less surprised by this, but do more work to stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Raising people up, raising voices up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Nick, do you have any feelings or emotions? Yeah, like I felt the same way about it. Um, I think, um, like when I saw it happen, I was like, you know what, this is just, this not surprised me because a lot of people still have this coded in their brains that, you know, Britain isn't racist and stuff because people have this idea, a lot of people in Britain have this idea that racism is just stand by your door and be like, hi, I'm racist. No, it's a lot more that it's rooted in a lot of things that you don't see. And that's what we need to bring to light and was visible. People, people getting upset and getting annoyed about, you know, but it's also diversity. So you want, uh, you, you are okay with a black group um, dancing and entertaining you. But when they bring up matters that are important to them, oh no, we don't like this. This is yeah. a problem. Hmm. But when dance, football monkey, do dance. it. Dance, monkey, yeah. dance. Don't yeah, tell me exactly. you thought monkey dance, dance, dance. Yeah. It's, it's so when, when 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 foot when you see football matches do it, you're like, oh no, it's just football is fine. But the second a black person or a person of color who is directly affected voice their opinion, mm. whether it be dance, poetry, or any visual art, and they portray themselves, oh sorry, you're wrong. You shouldn't do this. So what I say to that? Bye. Yeah. I think in God damn. If you can't, I just to get into the mind of somebody who sees that happen and then rather and they they have a negative reaction to it. And then rather than think, oh, actually, I'm I probably have some something to deal with because I have some hatred for some people who are literally doing a dance and telling us that Black Lives Matter. Instead of doing that, you write into Ofcom to yeah. complain because and then these are the exact same people who complain that we want safe spaces and that mm -hmm. we're like snowflakes and we can't handle any critique. And we're like, babe, you saw some dancers on a TV show mm -hmm. get on one knee and put their fist in the air and you had to write a letter of complaint to make sure it never happened again, to ensure that yeah. you personally never encounter anything that challenges your worldview or could potentially make it so that this country is better for all of us. Yeah. And that does, again, means all of you. Get in the bin, get in the bin, get out of here. I'm tired of it, no, you know, I don't care you know what it's called Karen culture. That's what it is. Yeah. Karen culture. All, <laughs> also, don't don't like watch a video on like on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, no, it, it's Facebook. Well, don't watch a video on Facebook of like a Karen being called out for her. You know, Karen. Oh God. Because it oh God. just <laughs> terrible. It just there's on, so on, many of them, and it's so. Did you see the one on this morning? Did you see the one on this morning when no. the Karens complained? Oh, so that so there was a video. There was a interview on this morning a couple of weeks back. I think it was with Root and um, Root. I think the name was Karen, but um, 
there was this group of Karen saying that they're trying we're taking back the name of Karen because people have used the name Karen to yeah. disrespect us and we need to change it. No way you could do you can go shut him out, eat yeah. your pork pie, drink some water and shut up. Yeah. You want to, I, they want to be oppressed so badly. It's not fun, girls. <laughs> it's not fun. Welcome. So, and people calling you a Karen isn't like, it's not a slur. No one's being like, you're not allowed in here, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. They're only saying that after you've caused a scene. Because yeah. you've been rude to all the staff. Do you think they have like a Karen's Anonymous group where they sit on and just... There is definitely... 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even get me started yeah. on it. Yeah, I, we don't have enough. We've got like four <laughs> minutes. We can't talk about Munsnet. We don't have enough time. For that. Oh, jeez. Oh. I can't oh, even. Um, I so we will leave um, because we've only got four minutes left. Um, oh. I know, it's sad face. Um, is there anything, aside from the 802 podcast, which is phenomenal, I've been on it, we're going to mm. do a collab in terms of like getting you into drag. I'm not gonna do yes. it. I will get. I, I will get. It. I will get actually <laughs> proper decent drag queens to like paint your faces. But like, um, where is there anything that's coming up in terms of the eight hundred two that you would like to plug or promote before we go? Um, no, we just um, just keep listening. We just wanna. I think the, our mission statement when we when we started was just um, and Dan will fully support us when we first started AO two. It was just two brown boys just having a laugh, Shane having a kiki. And as it grown, when we start incorporating guests and having like mm. questions asked, and it really, it really has, it really is a standalone podcast that is very different to everyone else's. Yeah. I hope people see that. And I hope people appreciate it. and just have fun yeah. and enjoy it. Well, uh, and yeah. sorry, you go down. And so, what we've started doing on the eight two is essentially, if we have a stupid idea, we just said we're going to do it. So, like, the more you listen, the more of our stupid ideas you hear, and then you realize, <laughs> oh, now this is happening. I, know, I think, um, it's, and I I think our... it's a good, like, trajectory. It's like, some things yeah. work, some things yeah. don't, and we'll see how they go. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and again, um, we're talking about, like, we're talking about diversity, and we're talking about, I guess, normalizing um, people who are maybe not a part of your culture or not a part of uh, something you've grown up with. And it's just going, listen to more people and listen to different voices and propping up those kinds of people yeah. um so and if you like it share it with a friend exactly yeah. it's not hard podcasting and the easiest thing anyone can do is like i like this i think you might like it too and it helps yeah. so much with everybody so yeah. like let people know but if I, you like something well but i have I, to say something as well go sorry, on, go, sorry no you go nick you go i have to say like it's um like since me and Dan started, since we started this and stuff, and I, we started reaching out to people, including you as well. Mm. It's nice to see the LGBT and Q plus and the queer creative. Like, there's so much queer creatives now that have podcasts and have videos and have, and it's nice. It's nice to be part of something already. So we already have a community. Yeah. Now we have a second community in a community. So yeah. it is nice. It's nice we all come together. Mm. I fully agree. I fully agree. I think. Um, it's not a race to the top. I think we can all get there together. Yeah, yeah because we because I love you guys. <laughs> Although I do have to say, Wayne, if yeah. it comes down to us versus you for who's king of the hill, yeah, I, I will fully betray you like we're in Game of Thrones. Well, I am queen of the hill, so 
I am I am the Daenerys Targaryen. These are my dreads. Tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Rest in peace, Diana Rigg. Oh, we love her. Iconic. Oh, yes. oh she was. Now that's a diva. That is a diva. That is a diva. That is a diva. That is a diva. That, Diana Rigg, you are a diva. Thank yeah. you. Full so dame Diana Rigg, get it right. Get it right. <laughs> Yeah, full dame. Uh, and with that, that's the end of Driving Your Homo. If you've liked the show, please like, favourite, rate and subscribe, just like Dan said. And uh, you can do that with the 802 podcast as well. the button here? Um, is I, the button here? I don't even know what the button <laughs> the is. Button here the just button point, it's just, either here or here. It's, it's a, the button here. Point, like, <laughs> click, click, all of the, click all of the buttons. Yeah, just click, click, click. Push my buttons. I love it. It's great. Um, Push the button and let me know. You're going to get copyright strike. Shush. Yes, oh. we're, we're trying to end. We're trying to end the show try to end the show um if, if you've liked it comment blah 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 um do all the things um also go on the 802 podcast you can find them on instagram and twitter and wherever good podcasts are found um don't forget to uh comment and i don't know do stuff and live your best life okay bye bye Say bye bye